Hey, the crack of the joke, boy, that's nothing. <laughs> okay, we, uh, we uh, praise the Lord for this time as we come and we uh, consider God's word. And as we come, let's bow in a word of prayer. Let's just start off right there. Father, we just want to thank you for the saints of God and our time together. Help us, Lord, to um, see what you have to say with us this morning. Thank you for our time together. And may we um, take in and understand what's going on. May we have um, a, pres a fresh perspective on what's happening to Paul and how it can very easily happen to us. Different setting, same type of dynamics. In Jesus' name we pray, and all the saints said, amen. We uh, want to revisit this little thing called snake bite. Um, I don't know whether you've ever been bitten by a snake, <laughs> but the whole idea of uh, being bitten by a vicious snake is something that I don't think anyone, I, I know just talking about it, some folks hate snakes, so uh, almost like Indiana Jones said, I hate snakes. Okay. But we wanted to talk about this in the context of what scripture has to say uh, in Acts 28.1. Uh, uh, now, remember we talked about earlier uh, in our uh, clipping where Paul was telling the, the captain, don't go or the ship's going to wreck and everything else. Well, they did have a wreck and uh, messed the ship up. Um, they had about 200 prisoners on the ship. Not only had 200 prisoners, uh, the, the Roman soldiers wanted to uh, kill the prisoners. They said, don't kill them. They broke up those who couldn't swim. They gave them plats where they could uh, kind of float to, uh, to shore. And, um, and that's where we're going to pick up at this point as we uh, go through the dy dynamics of it. And when they were escaping, when they knew that the land was called Melita, and the barbarous people shew us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and welcomed us all because it had become, begun to rain and was cold. You almost drown, you get out of the water, you, it's raining and you're cold. That's a bad situation. That's a bad situation. Let me, let me just kind of put it in context. Here you are, if you start over here, God is saying, I want to use you, Paul, for great things. While on his way to do that, he's going through being dogged by the uh, Pharisees everywhere he would go. Uh, now he's on the, they um, accused him of something that he didn't do. Um, they threw him in jail. Um, and then he said, well, I want to appeal to Caesar. So he appeals to Caesar. So he's on his way to Rome. While on his way to Rome... Now he, they, they won't listen. They become shipwrecked. All of this now, he hasn't reached his destination yet. Then can you imagine living a Christian life? It says, that's why I said, for me to live is Christ, which means what? Be ready for all the things that's going to happen to you and quit complaining. Get ready for snake bites all the way around. You're ready for things to happen that uh, you didn't expect to happen, but you're not home yet. 
<laughs> you still, whether you're on the waters, whether the ship is wrecked or, or you're, it's raining and you're cold. Understand now, the, the soldiers were cold, the prisoners were cold, and Paul was cold. A man of God, knew Greek and everything else, you know, uh, knew the Hebrew language. And all of that education didn't matter. He was still wedding everything else with everybody else. And when Paul had gathered the bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and, and fast on his hand. He, he was throwing it on the fire, and all of a sudden a snake grabbed a hand and, there, and was and did not just bit him, just was holding I mean, he, they saw the, the snake hanging onto his hand. Uh, I can imagine, I, those who, I don't dance. I, I know you'd be dancing around at that time. It's a surprise, it hurt, and everything else, a snake bite. And it's a venomous uh, snake at that. And so, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go and say, and when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, hand, they said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer. Whom though he has escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffered not to live. Acts uh, uh, 25, and he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. We'll get to that. And how big they looked, and even when he should have swollen or, or fallen down dead suddenly, but after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. So whatever happened to him, he must be God. The man didn't die. They watched him through the whole process. Defining the term, it's a terrifying moment that usually happens on an ordinary day, often leaving victims stunned, defenseless, facing an inevitable death. Snake bite. Thinking it through. A purpose-driven life with inevitable encounter situation that could be compared to a snake bite, but it's not the danger of the bite, but the effects on the, on the victim. Has something happened to you that was devastating? And you say, well, I, 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 I put it behind me, but, but you really haven't. You, it's a snake bite. Every now and then, Satan brings it into your mind, and your mind goes back to what happened. And what happens when you have that type of thing happening to you, you can't think forward. You can't think creative. You can't get into the word. God can't encourage you while you're being, while you're looking at and feeling the, the sting of this viper or whatever that was that hit you. It could be a number of things. It can be, get this now, it can be your best friend. David said, I think it was Ohithophel, I think it was. He says, he says, you were my best friend. He says, we went to service together. We, this, he was known as being very wise, and he advised his, his son um, to go against him. And, and it broke David's heart. He said, you were my best friend. Why would you turn to my son so that, you, that my son can go against me? David was crushed. His heart was broken. What do you do when even your best friend, the person you hang out with, wound you deeply? 
Does that keep you from doing God's will? Do, is that the thing that shuts you down? Is that the thing that makes you go into a corner and don't want to do anything else? A snake bite can come in so many different ways. So the insight here, let's look at the resources of our thoughts that, uh, thoughts and personal perspective here. Paul will be our point of reference, and I trust that the Lord will speak to our hearts about the snake bites in our life. The crisis at the sea. As we look at the crisis at the sea, and, and when they were escaped, then they knew that this, the island was called Melita. Observation. Paul and those who were on the ship suffered a tremendous loss because they did not listen to Paul's warning by God. But God spared their lives, didn't he? God had a mission for Paul, and it was not going to end by drowning. Understand, whatever you're going through, you're going to, you're going to get, you, you might be robbed. You're still going to get to what God's going to get you. The reason you're here is not to keep you from all robbers and to keep you from moments where you have a hard time and all these other things. God, is, you have a purpose to glorify God. There are lives that need to be saved. He's going to use you. Now make that, this, settle that in your heart. <coughs> Things will get hard. It will be. And the thing that really hurts uh, is that when things get hard and, um, and it seems like I can't go any further, understand that even through the storms, God has your back. Amen? And I think that's very important. Very important to keep in mind. Lesson one. Live a purpose-driven life and, and leave the outcome to God. Things will become very challenging, but it will never hinder God's plan. I'm listening to uh, pastors who, um, who really are spent out. I mean, they're really spent out. I talked to a pastor now who's about 49 years old. <laughs> uh, just made 49. Uh, nice sized congregation. And when he came to morning, uh, when he came for breakfast, he sat down in, that, 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 in the chair and he was spent out. All the ideas that he had and everything else and um, he just, he's, he was tired. He had it, I mean, at the church, all the things that went on at the church, and all the things as far as ministry was concerned, and even when he, then when he got home, his son started acting up, and, his, and he said, then if you're going to act up like that, why don't you just go ahead and leave? The son packed all of his stuff and walked out the door not knowing where he was going to go. The son was gone until about the father decided to uh, go after him. It was about 5 o'clock. He finally found his son. Uh, he was sleeping in a bus, which was illegal. He could have gone to jail for that. Um, and he said, Ra took care of me. And, 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 and the, some of the young folks are on the college campus now are picking up this. Oh, there's a whole new thought out there about who Ra is. Not God, Ra. And, um, and he says, when I walked out of the house, Ra said that he'll take care of me. And Ra took care of me in the bus. And Ra sent you to find me. And the father 
when he came for breakfast. He said, at the church? No. At home? I'm tired. I'm tired. Another pastor I had breakfast with as we were eating and talking, and he talked to tears. He just started rolling down his eyes. Sometimes it gets very rough that only pastors can talk to pastors. And, um, but when it happens, and there's some things you're going through. You don't have to be in leadership. There's some things you're going through. And what God is saying, though you go through the storm, look at what Paul, Paul, Paul went through the storm. He didn't stay in the storm. The purpose of the problem is not to shut you down. You go through the problem. You don't stop in the problems, okay? When thou passest through the waters, I will be what? With thee. And so Paul uh, experience that. Number two, the care of the natives. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and, and welcomed us all because it had begun to rain and was cold. Observation. In the middle of a crisis, soldiers, prisoners, and the local inhabitants became one. Survival was the main thing, theme of the moment. Survival. The, the natives, they might have known the island, whatever it was, the native, natives were very um, gracious. They, they were, didn't know all the modern things at that time, but they were very gracious and took care of them and, and uh, made sure that they got the food. But, um, but Paul was cold. And they, they, can you imagine 200 soldiers, the uh, Roman soldiers, uh, 200 um, Prisoners, Roman soldiers, and Paul, it was, it was a, a bunch of folks, and they took care of them, good care of them, really for two months. Lesson, when the storms of life come your way, also look for the winds of refreshers to enable you to keep moving and not quit. Here's something that happened. Here's what we're talking about perspective. Whenever you or I go through something, it's one thing to be bent out of shape by what happened and miss the refresher that God will put in the situation that will keep you going. There's, it's almost like a, a person who's running a, a marathon and people along the side uh, give you water or something to keep going to your goal. And sometimes we, we forget those people who, who stood along the roadside and you wouldn't have not made it if they have not been there giving you those, those little bottles of water or whatever the case may be. There are refreshers in your life that sometimes you get so bent out of shape, you, you miss the refreshers in life. And the refreshers is not for you to stop and go to sleep and everything else. The refresher is the, so that you'll keep going. Keep going. And I wanna, I wanna encourage you because I don't know whether you're going through it or you're getting ready to go through it, there's a time when you need to be refreshed. Refreshed. I need it, you need, all of us need that point of refreshing, being refreshed. And so here Paul, God used the prisoners, I mean the uh, natives to do just that. Uh, because uh, as far as God's concerned, believers do not quit. Repeat that to me, believers, do not quit. 
you can quit your job if that's what you want to do. But you can't tell the Lord, I quit. The Lord said, what are you talking about, you quit? <laughs> do you think I quit on the cross of Calvary? You think I quit with no folks spitting my, my face and beat me and everything else? Do you think I quit? There's no such thing as I quit. Believers don't quit. See? They, they may stop a little bit and wipe themselves off, but they don't quit. Believers don't quit. I remember at the youth center, and, um, and at the youth center, uh, this guy, John Buell, and I, were, John was really frustrated. And there was a point where John says, you know what? Uh, I'm going to quit. And, I, and I, just, I just snapped on him. I really didn't mean to, but I really snapped on him. And I said, what do you mean, quit? I said, here we have 60 Moody students, the number of kids that were coming through the uh, youth center and everything else, and you're going to quit because of what? You know, after I finished talking, he said, well, I'll, I'll go on a little bit more. <laughs> Eventually, he retired, amen. I understand. But he did a good job. But there are, t there are times, though, that you just feel like saying, you know, snap, I quit. <laughs> I, I, I give up. And the Lord is saying, no, I'm sending you a refresher. Just stop for a moment, refresh yourself, and keep going. There's a young man that I was at this um, uh, 50th anniversary yesterday, and um, he's over this large uh, uh, organization. You may know the organization, and he was saying, he said, uh, Pastor said, I'm, I'm, I'm shutting it down for a while. He says, it's just, it's just too much. He said, I'm, I'm shutting it down for a while. He says, the things that I'm doing now, it looks like when I pray, it's like it's in, I'm in a rote situation. It seems like when I pray, I pray like I'm supposed to pray. You ever have been in that situation? Um, you, you, I, don't care, I don't care if you are in Catholicism. When I was uh, real young, I was in Catholicism. And uh, the three uh, Our Fathers and the Ten Hail Marys. And uh, I'll go over and I'll go over and I'll go over again. And then say, wait a minute now. Then I get in the middle and say, now how many times did I say it? I said, oh, man. So because I would, I, I, I said, I had to start all over again, you know. <laughs> and I was, I, was doing, I was doing the road system on, on that thing. And sometimes we get like that as believers. We, 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 we pray the same prayers. We do some of the same things. And, and, and God is saying, oh, you need to, you know, shift up, change change. The next thing we look at is the crisis at the campfire. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened onto his hands. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hanging on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer whom they thought had escaped to sea, yet, uh, yet he thought he escaped to sea, yet vengeance suffered not to live, and he shook off the beast into the fire. Observation. One, there were three out, uh, other uh, times when snakes were mentioned in the Bible. You know that? One time the snake was mentioned in the Bible, the Bible was, in, was, was for persuasion, wasn't it? 
Uh, there's a number of times, but I just want to bring out these three. In the Garden of Eden, Satan was used to persuade Eve to bite of the fruit of the tree. That was snake was used for persuasion. Then the second type of uh, uh, snake bite was for punishment in the wilderness when Israel sinned against God. Numbers 21, verse 6 and 7. They were disobedient, hard-headed, and everything else. And said, and God, God sent snakes in and said, sick them. And, and, and guess what? How do I know that that happened? Do you know that what they used to they have on the, the barber poles and everything else, um, we, it, and even the uh, physicians, when they have the uh, snake on the stick and everything else, it, it represents going all the way back to Moses, that, uh, that, that whole symbol, let's see, about the snake. Uh, so then this whole idea of, of, of a snake is punishment. But also, remember, it was a point of, uh, it turned around and be a, a point of redemption also. God says, Moses put a snake on the, on the stick, and all of those who look up at the uh, snake, they will be saved. And the same people who were bitten by the snake would not look up. You rebellious people. Then you die. Not from the poisonous of, of the snake, but from your rebellion. And then, of course, for power. One is for what? Persuasion. The next one is for? And the other one is for? In, in, in Pharaoh's court, when Moses' uh, snake consumed Pharaoh's snakes, uh, Moses said, let my people go. He said, I won't. He said, well, watch this. You know, He threw his snake down. And Pharaoh said, oh, we can, we can duplicate that. You want this. And so, his, so his, his magicians came, all of their snakes came around. And that, and that snake said, ooh, I got, I, got a, I got a meal here. <laughs> and that one snake ate up all the other snakes. And the king said, whoa. So Pharaoh said, whoa. You know? uh, and and the, um, most were saying, now let my people go. Well, of course, God hardened his heart, and he would not let people go. But God used power. He used it for punishment. Then, of course, Satan used it for persuasion. Well, as we come to, to Paul, consider the witness of their reaction to this event. They assumed the worst, didn't they? When people watch you go through stuff, they already made up a scenario why you're going through it. I mean, and they want to give you advice based on their opinion. And child, if I were you, this is what I would do. See, because this is why, probably was why you got in this mess in the first place. So, so this is my advice to you to do such and such and such. And so, so they already, when, you, when you, you're listening now to a person who look at the, the unsaved people looking at you from an unsaved position. Two, they assumed that he was an evil man. They came to their own conclusion. They didn't know it. Where's your facts? They didn't get the facts. That's, that's what happens to evil people. So you, mess, you mess around, try to get the warm wood, snake jump out, bite you, the one you're going to die, okay? Uh, we try to help you by, uh, by keeping you warm and stuff, but hey, can't help that man, okay? Then they justify the possibility of his inevitable death, okay? You say, this is the reason why he's going to die. Got, uh, he's a murderer. That's why he's going to die anyway. So, and so what they say, we may as well stay around and watch him die. You know, it's a shame to see this man die, but that's, that's life. It's, it's amazing when things happen to you, how people write out their own scenario of why you're going through what you're going through. If you had been a better parent, maybe you wouldn't be going through all this stuff, you know. 
or if you would have done such and such and such, they come to their own conclusion. Consider the circumstances of Paul's snake bite. It happened what? Without warning. Two, it was quick and vicious. Three, painful and required immediate. Four, Paul, what did he do? That's what I want to tell you. <laughs> they, they had a little something about shake it off, baby, you know. Whenever you have a snake bite, whenever you're confronted with something on an ordinary day that has the potential of shutting you down, shake it off. Uh, just make sure that you're with me. Uh, show me your hand. Show me your hand. Show me your hand. Okay. All right, that's, any one of the hands, doesn't matter. Now, do a little shaking of it, okay? All right, good, good. Shake it off, shake it off. Now, you know how I do this? When I'm driving and that guy came alongside of me, you know, boom, you know, before I did anything, I did one. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. See, let it go. I don't need to pull along. I don't need to give him a lesson on driving. You see? Then he's going to get out of his car and start banging on the window or, or pull out something that I don't want to see. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> just just sh shake it off. And, and the Lord just, just taught me, you know, there are some things that are not worth the effort of being bent out of shape over. Just shake it off. You hear comments, you know, that you didn't expect that person to say. You thought it was very cruel. And you can think on it and ponder on it, and all of a sudden the Lord says, let it go. In other words, yeah, shake it off. Shake it off. And when you, when you begin to shake it off, then guess what? Here's the response. See, if Paul didn't shake it off, then it would not change the men's mind. But when, but when Paul shook the snake off into the fire, <laughs> See, Satan just had done all that he think he's going to do to Jesus. But there's a point when God says, I'm going to shake him off <laughs> into the lake of fire. You know? He had he, done his damage to mankind. He, 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 he crucified the Savior and everything else. But watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm going to shake him off into the lake of fire. I, I'm not, I didn't mean for man to go there. But I'm just letting Satan know, after all that you do against the holy God, it's not going to work. I'm just going to shake you off. Now, the moment that you, you shake it off, and I hope that begins to resonate in your thinking, then it has an effect. Listen, when you, become encounter, when you uh, encounter the snake bite of life, remember that in Christ, he has empowered us to shake it off. We have that empowerment. Their conclusion. And bring us to our last point. How they look when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly, but after they have looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they did what? So that he, and, and said that what? When you are able to withstand what, other, what life would do to others, and you're able to shake it off, you're also able to change other folks' minds 
who've been looking through at you through the whole process. So there's a reason. You shake it off for your own peace, and then you shake it off because others, you'll change their perspective of what's happening to you. Let me give you an example. Here's, here's a, um, here's, this of course is true. Here's where this father, I think he had seven children, you might have remembered this. They were in a van, they were going to, uh, they were on a vacation or somewhere, and, um, and this truck, uh, something off a piece of the truck hit the, hit the van, and the husband, wife, and I think one child got out of there, and they sat on the side and watched the rest of the family burn in that van. And the world watched this man and his family. And they were asking him questions. You know that some said that he was in a state of denial when he said, we have peace because God is in control and we're going to trust him. Pastor Patton, one of my dear friends who died about a couple of years ago, he invited him to his church. And he was gracious enough to come to Grace. And, um, and he came to, to share his story about all the things that happened to him. And he said, yes, we lost, we lost it all. We went through a whole lot of pain. But God empowered us to shake it off. And in their ability to shake it off, I wonder how many folks change their perspective on God to trust God. His children, six of them, little ones, burned in the fire on an ordinary day. But it changed the mind of the natives with Paul and it will change when you come out of it. Notice what I said. When you come out, if you obey God, when you come out of it, God will get the glory. What about the children? Hey, they'll get to glory. <laughs> but like, like Job, they'll get to glory. God will get the glory. And they'll keep Satan's mouth shut. That's why when it comes down to snake bite, if it haven't happened to you, it will happen. If it has happened to you, shake it off. Shake it off. If not, it's going to happen to you. Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget. And so, uh, notice the five things they did in watching Paul's dilemma. They looked. They observed closely for a long time. They saw no harm. They changed their minds. They decided that he was a God. They looked, okay. Then they observed a long time, just in case he'll break down a few more days later. People watch you for a long time. And then they changed their mind. Paul didn't change, changed their mind. One last thing. Whatever it takes, Satan will try to use it to bring us down. We would do well to make a request to God, our Father, to reveal any area that we have not willingly submitted and leave 
and leaves us vulnerable to the snake bite. Whatever you have in your life, and I, we have not submitted to God. It might be pride. It, it, I, I can, I might, might, I been not listing the thing because say, oh, that's not on his list, so I might not, I might not be the one that's going through this. Okay, but whatever it might be, I'm saying, Lord, I want to submit it to you this morning, because this morning I want you to be glorified. That until I get to where you want me to go, whatever happens, you're still God. You'll still get the glory. And I'm looking to you, Lord, to make a difference in the life of those who watch my life. Can you say that? Have, do you have it all on the altar? And at Emory Church of God, they, they used to sing the song, is your all on the altar? If we don't put our all on the altar, Satan will get it and he will destroy you. So my encouragement to you, uh, yes, life is hard, but not impossible. And we are more than conquerors to him that love us. Um, God wants to bless us. God will bless us. Enjoy the things that God gives you. You have a family, enjoy your family. Whatever God gives you, enjoy those things. But if he takes it away, praise him anyhow. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord give it. The Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Don't let your circumstance. That's what, that's what Job did. He said, I refuse to let this get me down. I'm going to shake it off. And I'm going to fall down and worship him. My prayer is that God will prepare your hearts because there's a lot of folks who will be watching your life at that moment. Let me pray for you. Father, how I thank you for the saints of God. I thank you for our time together. And my prayer is that you will uh, help us to be individuals who will keep our eyes on the goal, press for the mark of perfection, we pray toward that end. We definitely, Lord, know that you're able to do exceeding abundantly more than what we can even ask or think. Thank you for our time. Thank you for what we're going to do. Paul had his time, and, uh, and he did so much, Lord, the, the other chapters behind it and, and all the things that he was able to do for the slaves and for the um, barbarians and people who got, got healed and just so many things happened all because of the snake bite. He shook it off and was able to minister to many. Lord, help us to be in that position. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.